Welcome back to the Suresh Podcast. In the last episode, we heard the conversation within the household of the Guru between the Masans and Mata Gujri, how Sangosha, Guru Gobind Singh's cousin, and Mama Karpalchan, Guru Gobind Singh's uncle, were also involved in the discussion. At the end, we heard Guru Gobind Singh command the construction of the Nagara, the war drum, and Nanda Chand, the minister, had gone to supervise this construction before bringing it back to the Guru. The last chapter ended with him beginning in Ardas, a supplication in front of the Guru. And that's how chapter 26 now begins describing how Nandachand clasped his hands together and he said to the grantor of liberation, Guru Gobind Singh, the drum has now become so grand it is ready, it's completed, there's really no other drum like it. Guru Gobind Singh heard this in the evening time. He then slept, he woke up in the early hours of the next morning. He requested great amounts of prashad to be made. He had tied the war drum on top of a horse at that point. First taking the names of the Gurus, starting from Guru Nanak, Guru Gom Singh performed a beautiful ardas, a supplication, before then beating the war drum himself. The thunder of it could be heard far and wide. In everybody's mind, there was great zeal and enthusiasm swelling over. Countless people from the city came to that spot after hearing the war drum being beat. At that point, Guru Gom Singh distributed the prachad to everybody. People consuming it were praising the Guru. All the warriors, though, they immediately made their preparations. They were quickly throwing on the saddles and the fabric on their horses, adorning their martial attire, strapping on weapons on all their limbs, and with great passion they came towards the Guru. Out of all the people that were there, there were two Masans as well, who were sent by Mata Gujri, the Guru's mother. These Masans, they clasped their hands together and they requested to the Guru. They said, your mother has these words for you. Why are you doing this? These actions, which will only create conflict. The great king of Kehalur, Bhimjand, you are beating your war drum in his land? Needlessly, you're going to upset him while he's just sitting at his home. If you have this great desire to go hunting, then go into the forest, but go without the war drum. Roam to your heart's desire, enjoy yourself, but in the evening time, come back to Anandapur. At this point, the other Masans that were close there, they heard these words, the thoughts of Mata Gujri, and they also confirmed these thoughts. They were saying to Guru Gobind Singh, the kings of this area, the mountains nearby, they rule over this land. It's better for us to meet with them, to have good relations with them, and not to do anything that will upset or anger them. How could we be equal to them? In fighting and dying, they all get together, they all have this unity. And over and over again, your mother is trying to stop you. But you just going forward, you can do as you wish, O Bhagwan, O Divine. The plume wearing Guru heard this and said to them, said to the people that agree with Mata Gujri, the duties of sovereignty and authority to wage war and the like, Mother is not capable to understand these matters. Who are these hill rulers who she's trying to scare us with? We have permission from Akal Puruk. The enemy who festers us will meet with them strongly in the battlefield. We have no previous hostility to anybody, but we will not allow the arrogant, egotistical ones to live here in peace. And as Guru Gobind Singh finished saying that, his horse had arrived. Such a strong and agile horse, which appeared like it was dancing, how it was prancing around. The Guru had a sword strapped to his waist, along with a quiver. And in his hand, he had a bow. He walked towards the horse. He placed his foot on the stirrup before climbing up on the horse, and he grabbed the reins, and then set off with a desire in his mind. 
The Sikhs, seeing the expression on the Guru's face, knew and set off the beat on the Nagara, the fierce double beat. It roared as if thunder. They set off from Anandpur, exiting the city. So many people were watching them set off. They headed north. They saw all auspicious signs on their way up, and they were delighted. The mounted-up army of the Guru came behind them. Enthusiasm swelled up in the minds of the warriors. The agile and nimble horses were covered in ground, with great power imbued in every limb of their body. Slowly and slowly they traveled up through the forest. They saw all different types of deer there. They killed many with their arrows. On being killed by the Guru, the dead deer traveled to the heavens, obtaining liberation. Many others were killed by the guns. After shooting the deer, they went looking for them. So typically a bullet, depending on the caliber, wouldn't just drop a deer after being hit. Sometimes the deer would run for some paces before it collapses from the wound. So the warriors, after shooting the deer, would go search for the deer, speeding off on their horse. They would also knock down countless Barasinga deer, these are also called swamp deer, and rabbits as well, trapping them in nets. They played like this greatly in the forest, seeing so many different types of trees there as well. And slowly and slowly they traveled at this pace. They headed up quite far now from the hill rulers, and at that place, Guru Gobind Singh named the war drum and loudly proclaimed to everybody around him, This is the Ranjit Nagara of the Guru's house. Give it a double beat with great strength. Make it sound off to be heard far and wide. All the nearby regions should hear it. The Nagaraji at this point, the one who plays the Nagara, heard the words of the Guru, and with great strength he began playing the war drum. Playing that double beat was such a thunderous, booming sound, it was like an ocean of sound flooding forward. The seven nearby mountains, they all shook. Randomly, everybody in those regions could hear the drum. In all four regions in the mountains, the rumbling of the drum could be heard. Such a powerful pounding could be heard, even from the caves. It spread through all the forests. Hearing it, everybody was in shock. The power of the true Guru became apparent in this way, from the wondrous roar of the war drum. At that time, Bhim John the King was holding court, and the roar was heard even by his ears. His heart shook. He forgot what he was saying at that point, and he listened carefully. When he heard the deep double beat of the drum, and listening and listening to it, he had this fear, he had this anxiety spread over his mind. The king looked over to his minister at that point and asked, This thunderous deep beat from a war drum we are hearing, whose drum is this? From the nearby region, is it coming from there? No king from these areas have such a war drum. This beat sounds like it's coming from a very close region. I've never heard a beat like this from another Nagara. It's being beat from far away, but still it appears like it's close. It's so powerful. Hearing this, the minister then fully explained the whole story. He said, Oh, great king, I've heard this story and I'll tell it to you in full. When the exalted Guru Nanak became famous in the world, his praise traveled everywhere. And later, in all ways, the exalted pinnacle of the Sordi clan sat on this throne, the warrior named Hargobind. He fought against the Mughal emperor and obtained great victory. Also against many other armies of the provinces with his weapons, he kept them at bay in the battlefield. He became greatly famous, such a powerful, brave warrior with a massive physique. It was as if he was from a different age, from the age of Dwapar. And now his grandson is sitting on the throne, who is the treasure trove of all martial qualities. His name is Gobind Rai. 
His full glory cannot be said, just like that of Ramchandra. He is so young at this point. He's an adolescent between 11 and 15. But we've heard he has such strength in his body still. And with great zeal, he trains with his weapons. Congregations and the thousands come to him. Whenever he speaks, they all listen, and he is just an excellent archer. He keeps with him a very stiff bow. He has no desire in pulling anything else than that. He mounts up with all his warriors, and they live in the city of Anandpur. His father, the exalted Teg Bahadur, he purchased this land of the plains below the mountains, alongside the river. He gathered all types of people together and he settled this town. Right alongside the mountain Nana Devi can be seen. And in that city his son resides. Thousands of people bow down to his feet. He has come here to this area to hunt and he comes and goes after killing many deer. Today someone came from that area and he told me all of this and that's what I'm telling to you. That he has created this massive war drum. So it's known now that he has mounted up with that drum and he's come here. In this area, there's no other war drum which would be played while roaming in this area. The seat of the Guru is imbued with great miraculous powers, and they always quarrel with the Mughal emperors. He was born in the east, and when he was growing up, he came to this area with his father to obtain their sight, their darshan, rulers even come here. It's heard that the ruler of Assam has come here to meet him, bringing with him all these rare gifts and offerings for the young Guru. He brought this Panchkala weapon and this beautiful elephant, along with great amounts of wealth and five strong horses. He came from such a long distance just for the sake of their darshan. Both kings and the poor leave their houses to come see the Guru. And now he lives near you, Gobindarai, who has such extraordinary influence. Why would you not desire to meet him? We should acquire these rare items that they have. It's heard that people praise him greatly as if Ram or Krishna has taken form as Govindarai. His beautiful face is as if the house of beauty. His two eyes look like petals from a lotus flower, which give peace to everybody looking at them. Firstly, because he is a guru, he is to be worshipped. He is holy, but at the same time, he has a massive, powerful army. If we meet with them, if we make good relations with them, then this would be beneficial to us. It will help us in any task. When Bhim Chandra heard this plan from his minister, he then had a desire to meet with Guru Gobind Singh arise in his heart. And this is how chapter 26 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how the minister of Bhim Chandra arrives in the court of Guru Gobind Singh. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.